Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, this is Ruben, and here is another special edition of Hoops and Hefeweizens, where we kind of talk about the last dance and this is the last week so that's really fun um today i have two friends of mine on uh i have erica and zach how are you guys doing today this is the first time i've been on i'm really excited yeah same here first time i've been on i'm excited talk some basketball so let's say we've been friends for a while too so this is a you know it's been a been a bit so you guys definitely right. need, you guys definitely need to come on eventually so um Anyway, so we all just watched the final episode of The Last Dance. Uh, how are we feeling? Right. I feel like it was really good. I feel like there, it, it was good, but it had, like, really awkward time jumps that made it kind of confusing for, like, the casual watcher. Yeah, I would say that when they first started, I thought it was just going to be about the 97-98 season. I didn't know it was going to be all about Jordan's career from 84, so... Yeah, I thought the time jumps were weird, but it was really cool to like get a real in-depth backstory of the Bulls and Jordan from because he's a real private person, so nobody really knows yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I learned I learned so much from that documentary though. Like, I had no idea that Pippen had like that kind of childhood, and of course, Michael. Duh. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff there. That I think like. Because, like, I'm a little older than you guys, obviously, but, <laughs> like, I'm a little... Huh? It's, like, I'm a little older, but, like, and I I was, like, alive and cognizant a little bit of, like, you know, the Jordan Bulls and stuff like that, but I didn't know, like, all the little stories that, like, we kind of discovered, and some people in the timeline were like, oh, yeah, like, everybody knew that, and I'm like, well, I didn't know, like, you know, like, and so, like, you know, like, Today's, today's, um, you know, obviously today's episodes were more about, like, against Indiana and, like, kind of the history with, like, uh, with Utah and stuff like that. Because, obviously, those right. are the two teams that he was going to face before, you know, his face as, at, for the last championship. And um, it was interesting seeing, like, Reggie Miller just be like, yeah, I wasn't afraid of him. Everyone else was, but I wasn't. And I don't know, like, I think, especially as Mavs fans, like... We all know Reggie Miller as like the guy that like butchers Luca's last name, like oh every time. Oh my god, Donkic! <laughs> you Donkic. know, and like it's funny because like I see like on Twitter like people being like, oh, you know, Reggie Miller was was really uh, he was an overrated Hall of Famer. Which I mean, I don't know, dude. I really wasn't into Reggie Miller growing up. Like he wasn't my guy. Like it was literally for me, it was like Jordan, and then like and then Vince Carter, and then Dirk, obviously. You know, those are like my guys. 
Girl yeah, no, Miller. Reggie Miller was a stone-cold killer, man. Reggie Miller was ridiculous. I, I was born in 97, so I never, like, watched his games, but, yeah. like, watching his highlights and just listening to him because I used to watch those open courts all the time that NBA TV used to have. Yeah. And just listen to Reggie Miller and, like, learning from him. Dude, that guy was – that guy's a killer. He's ridiculous. Well, I mean, he wasn't afraid of, of Jordan, so you, that takes some guts or, I don't know, maybe a little bit of stupidity mixed in. <laughs> I mean, I think in order to, like, go against, like, probably the greatest player of all time, like, you have to, like, you know, you have to be a little crazy to do that. Um, yeah, but Re- Reggie Miller was the only person that I saw from that documentary that was like, I'm not scared of you, but I know I can play just as good as you if I need to. Like, everybody else that guarded Jordan couldn't stop him. Yeah, I, Miller, Miller wasn't that great of a defender, but you know what I mean? Like, his offense could play just as good as Jordan's did. Yeah. Yeah. So, that first so, game, I mean, that first uh, episode tonight, talking about uh, the pizza story. <laughs> the, uh, apparently, got, got he gets, um, what do you call it? Uh, he gets food poisoning. Food poisoning. Yeah, he gets food poisoning. And, uh, yeah, that was interesting to kind of, to kind of hear. Like, I never, like, I've always heard of the, it being the flu game, obviously, right? Because that's what... That's kind of what I just grew yeah, up. That's what everybody says. Yeah, and then him coming out and be like, "Well, actually, it was food poisoning." And then, like, obviously, like his trainer like corroborating that story. You know, in my mind, it doesn't still doesn't make too much sense. You know, like, I mean, it is Utah, though. Who orders food from like an enemy city? Like, I that's not a good idea off the bat. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. I mean, they literally, like, food poisoned Michael, so he would, supposedly, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, like, I also had some tweets tonight where I was just like, yeah, of course, like, I've gotten food, you know, I've gotten, you know, food poisoning, like, I drink Pedialyte, and, you know, lots of electrolytes to feel better the next day and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, because a lot of people, like, that I know who are kind of a little older than me, who obviously, like, knew the Bulls and stuff like that, were like... No, he was probably drunk, you know, and hungover that day, which, I mean, That's like... That's, like, kind of the tweets about it, about that. Tonight, we're all, like, oh, he was just hungover. Yeah, and, like, I mean, like, which, I mean, to me, that makes more sense, honestly. Like, because, again, like, I didn't, I couldn't imagine eating an entire pizza one day and, like, the next day, like, going out and playing basketball, you know, like... It is, well, he is Michael Jordan. That's true. That's, that was, that's a very good point. <laughs> if if um, a flu game was a good enough excuse, why did he have to go out and say that it was a food poisoning game instead? Like, why would he come up with that like outlandish story about the pizza being tainted if like just the flu was a good enough answer? I mean, I feel like. You know, Michael, like, a lot of, like, Michael's thing is, like, it just, it just seems, like, very mystifying, you know? Because, again, like, he's not a very public person, you know? So. I, th- I think it'd be more because, like, Dirk played with the flu, had a great game. Players have played with the flu before. Yeah. But has anybody ever played with food poisoning before? Because food poisoning is pretty, can mess you up pretty good. But. I don't know. Maybe Michael Jordan needed a way to uh, motivate himself, which has been like, the, get, yeah, 
which I mean has been like his thing like this entire series. Obviously, like you just see like the crazy stories he like either conjures conjures up himself or you know something that actually happened. He's like, okay, like this is all I need to know to fucking kill you, you know. <laughs> so, and I mean like this episode was also really interesting because it it t- it talked about uh, Steve Kerr's you know upbringing and stuff like that and. About Steve Kerr's dad, I'd never heard that. I never heard that either. So that story is like on the Reddit NBA subreddit a lot. Um, like every couple months, like someone will like talk about it and it becomes a thing. Um, so I had known the story beforehand. So I, I kind of knew, like, okay, like I knew like Steve Kerr's dad was, you know, a, a professor out in the Middle East and all this stuff. And um, but kind of seeing like him him talk about it and then like his mom talk about it like it was it, it was different because i was like you could see his emotions about it yeah you know like you know like hearing it like through like kind of like secondhand through reddit or the internet or whatever and then seeing like the people that were directly affected to it defective i mean you know they're directly directly affected by it you know it was uh right. it was a lot dude like i felt real bad and just seeing like his mom after she she said that after she'd been told he was shot, she assumed like a leg or the arm, and it was it was his head. Like, oh, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, yeah, they don't play around over there. So no, you know, it's a really tragic story. And I mean, so like, it's cool. Like he like hit one of the big shots ever, like in the Bulls history, and stuff like that. And now what, he's. You know, that he hit that shot because that was that was a, a moment where I was confused about the timeline. What do you mean about the Steve Kerr jump shot? Oh, that was in, that was in during the that was during the ninety seven. That was ninety seven right, game six. Yeah, ninety seven game six. Yeah, where again, kind of like how um, Michael earlier in the series and earlier like in his playing career, like trusted you know another person to kind of make that shot because. Before yeah. it was Bill Paxson, and now it's now it's Steve Kerr. So, you know, it's kind of cool seeing like kind of those parallels too. Like, you know, life is weird like that sometimes. So, it was it was funny seeing Kerr's um, speech after that championship. He was like, "That's my story, and I'm sticking to it." He bailed out Jordan. Oh, dude, I love that, and it's so funny because like, I, so funny. it's funny because like I know like Michael on the inside is like, "Fuck this guy," <laughs> like a little bit, you know. <laughs> Just a little bit, he's like, okay, fuck this guy. Like, he, you know, he's, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, but at the same point, like, he, I think, you know, it's kind of cool seeing Michael be, like, cool about it and, like, just laughing it off. And Phil kind of yeah. be like, yeah, haha, that's hilarious. You know, stuff like that. So. No, yeah, Steve Kerr was, Steve Kerr's funny. Oh, dude, he, he is so funny. Like, he has so many just, like, little quips, like, all the time. Like, even now as a coach, like. You know, when it comes to, like, you know, this warrior stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, he's not afraid to, like, tweet very opinionated, like, his opinions. He's not. And I think that's a good thing, you know. Uh, I think that's a good thing, too. Nobody in the NBA is really scared to tweet their know, opinions. I one active NBA coach that tweets like Steve Kerr. <laughs> Can NBA coaches even tweet? Some of them are old. I mean, Carlisle's, what, 65? Yeah, Carlisle's old, dude. I can imagine, like, Coach Pop going on there and just being, like, just shooting off some <laughs> tweets, dude. Like, Pop would give one-word tweets. Twitter? Oh, dude, it'd be... I'm, just, like, trying, I'm trying, trying to think of who has a Twitter that I know of that's a coach. 
Like Steve's like the only one I can think of at the top of my head. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of assistant coaches that have it, but not. I don't oh, think many head coaches do. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think a lot of head coaches do. But Steve's one of them, and God bless him for it. Because um, you know, and then obviously, like you know, they're kind of a lot of that series, and then obviously they go back and talking about the ninety-seven, you know, the the ninety-eight run, and they're talking about you know going up against Indiana, and then you know we see Rick, we see Rick Carlisle again, <laughs> like. For a little, for a second, um, obviously he was a uh, an assistant coach under, uh, uh, you know, uh, Larry Bird. You know, and then after that whole series, like after, um, the funniest fucking line to me was, after that series, Michael was talking to Larry Bird because obviously they played each other when you know uh, Michael's younger, and he calls him a bitch and then says fuck <laughs> you, like, I think like it's so weird seeing like. Because for me, as like a sort of regular ass person, like seeing like two of two, of, yeah, two of the, two two of especially at the time, like the greatest players to ever play the game, like just like throwing quips at each other and just like being cool about you know, cool with each other and stuff like that, like it's a trip to kind of see, you know. Right. Yeah, I wish Larry Bird would have. I wish Reggie Miller would have been able to get a title though, because I do think that team they would have won the championship. The Jazz oh, absolutely. Really Absolutely. The Bulls yeah. stopped so many good players from getting a title. Like they're on the shit list or uh because of because of Michael Jordan. Yeah, like I mean like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller, like yes, that's so many good Charles players. Barkley created the shit list, right? Yeah. It's, I think he did, yeah. I remember it's like all of it was just like it's it's crazy, like, how many legacies, like, that dude, like, Dirk, I mean, not Dirk, uh, you know, Michael, like, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the Mavs right now. <laughs> Michael, uh, <laughs> it's so weird thinking of, like, how many, how many like, legacies, like, Michael has, like, stops, you know, like, just, like, well, I'm not stopping, yeah. just, like, obviously everybody knows that Charles Barkley is a fucking great player, right? But because right. he doesn't have the ring, like, you'll see people on Twitter being like, oh, like, of course, but Draymond Shaq, Green. Shaq doesn't give Chuck the right, yeah, like, ever. No, yeah, you know, but that's that's just more. I think them being friends, but I mean, like how people like on Twitter are like, "Hey, like Draymond could shut down Charles Barkley." Like, dude, have you seen Charles Barkley play? Like, dude was a fucking Charles Barkley played against Michael Jordan. Charles no, Barkley. The, the craziest was Green could stop Shaq. That was the craziest. Oh no, thing I ever. saw that, dude. I was like, no, like that's a bad take. That's a bad take. You know, like no, <laughs> like. like who saw? Let's see. I know Michael stopped Shaq, and then obviously Hakeem stopped Shaq. So it's like, nah, dude. <laughs> like those, like those are great play. Those are like, you know, generational players. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So that's I think that pretty much wraps up uh, the first episode tonight. So, without further ado, I am going to do a ad read <laughs> by myself. Okay. So, and I ready? So I'm gonna do this by myself live on the air. No, no uh, cuts or anything like that. Um, so I'd like to give a shout out to the network that helps distribute our show, Armchair Media. So Armchair Media has about 50, 50, 50 or more podcasts, probably more at this point. Fifty more podcasts, including ours. Um, basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to localize the sports world a little bit more. Um, so we've been with them since. <laughs> right before COVID, actually, <laughs> since February. Um, 
and honestly, dude, it's been really, we have really enjoyed, like, kind of growing the audience and, like, growing with them. Uh, it's been really cool. Um, so starting June 1st, Bet Online is going to serve as the title sponsor for Armchair, as well as our show. Um, so this will open up the possibility of developing merchandise. Well, actually, we might have merchandise, guys, eventually. Um, as also doing, like, host live events, which I was kind of already doing, like, on my own. But, like, now there would be, like, a sponsor involved, which would be kind of cool. Um but that, w- that won't be until after things go back to normal, which I hope to God happens soon. Um, in addition to Ben Online coming aboard, Armchair is now going to serve the host. So Armchair is going to be a host uh, network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club. Um, and they're, they're actually hosted by professional skateboarders, which is super cool because I love skateboarding. Um, the, they're hosted by Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart. Um, so the nine club, the nine club talks every week with the hot, with the biggest names in skating. So that's gonna be really cool. Like, hopefully they get some of like the guys I grew up watching a lot. So like Chad Muska, Paul Rodriguez, Tony Hawk, obviously. Um, if you like skateboarding, they're on social media. Uh, you can find them at, on Twitter, um, I believe as at the nine club, uh, spelled out nine. Um, to see more, you can search Armchair Media wherever you wherever you get your pods. Um, check us out on Armchair's website, uh, armchairmedianetwork.com, and all of their social channels, uh, which are all Armchair Media. Um, so remember, Armchair Media, those who can do, those who can't, take a seat. And there we go. So. Hey, that was pretty good, dude. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just I'm, jumping into it? That was pretty solid. <laughs> It said riff it. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Like, I can do that easy. But, uh, there you go. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's go ahead and go into the second episode of the last, the very last episode. Um, this episode was really fun. Just kind of seeing like, because I re- okay. So when they, when they first started announcing like this documentary coming out, there was some talk of doing, um, of like of seeing if they're going to even talk about the um, the Dennis Rodman stuff when it comes to like uh, wrestling. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Which, so for okay, so I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I don't know if you guys are, but um, I, I'm not. I'm not. I kind of lost interest once or once um, you know, Eddie Guerrero died and stuff like that. So, um, so I but I was never like a huge. Uh, wrestling fans in the first place and um, so I didn't realize that like dude literally like left like in the middle of the finals to go wrestle <laughs> like what did Dennis Rodman thing to do then? yeah like now like you know especially like for like some people who don't know much about Dennis Rodman now it's like except for the fact that he's like a dictator's best friend you know like them being you know right. kind of seeing like hey like he's a fucking weird motherfucker. Like, he's very centric, like, you know, like to do wrestling occasionally, apparently. Um, and this is kind of one of the points where, like, I realized, like, I think we were getting, like, the first, like, real background footage of, like, obviously, like, all of the cameramen trying to follow him, like, because remember, like, when he came back, whatever, and it was like, okay, like, I need to go to the, I need oh to go God. to the team bus. What a chaotic scene. Of them chasing Rodman up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. You're just like kind of seeing that and being like, "Oh, like that's that's happening." Okay, cool. Like, yeah. I've I've never seen that. So, you know, what were you guys' thoughts about 
the whole Rodman. Because I, I never knew he was like, I knew he did wrestling, but I didn't know it was like during the season, during the playoffs. <laughs> so what did you guys I, think? I didn't know he did it during the playoffs either, but I mean, that's Dennis Rodman. Rodman can go out and do whatever he wants as long as he plays good the next day. I I wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> he, oh, did yeah. that in, he went to Vegas for, what, 48 hours. That's right. He did go to Vegas. He did go to Vegas. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, so, like, those, like, obviously, like, we all kind of know, like, the ending of this series being, like, obviously, like, you know, they win their, they win their sixth championship. They're six for six. Like, one of the most dominant teams of all time, like, makes, you know, whatever. Like, Michael's always the, the neck, you know, the, the, the center of all that during the entire time. Um, but just, like, Kind of thing like I like I knew that Scotty Pippen was hurt, but I didn't know like how hurt he actually was. And it sounds like the Jazz didn't know either during that series, right? Like his back. So like my dad, right? My dad has back problems now, right? And I'm I'm not trying to age myself, but I'm getting to a point where like when I wake up, if I don't stretch, like I'm gonna have back problems, you know, later in the day, and like. I know my dad for a fact. Like, my dad, if he has back problems, like, he's in bed, like, the entire day. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, and obviously, like, Scottie Pippen has, like, you know, access to, like, medications and, like, you know, World physical therapists, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But, dude, like, I couldn't imagine just, like, getting up and being like, okay, cool, like, I'm going to go and just, I'm going to play these 48 minutes, you know, trying to But just... it's funny, it reminds me of um, what Reddit Spurs said. It's uh, it better to be struggling and playing than not playing and have michael jordan kick your ass later exactly yeah i mean that is true. yeah and it's like it's like jordan's flu game he said or whatever game it was yeah <laughs> um he could just go out there and be a decoy and you know i guess that's what pippen went out there and did i don't know pippen's box box line from that night but i mean yeah, I would just have him be a decoy at that point, but yeah, which I mean is what they did, which is smart because they didn't know clearly. It seemed like they didn't know, <laughs> you know, the stuff was going on. Um, it was kind of cool seeing like the uh, maybe backtracking a little bit, but talking about like the fact that the Bulls held them to fifty four points <laughs> an entire oh, game my God. when they have my mom when she saw that she was like, oh, that's not good for a playoff, <laughs> <laughs> like. John Stockton and Carl Malone, like, being held to 54 points is insane. Like, the entire team in general, but just, like... Like, I think about that, and I'm just, like, I couldn't imagine, like... I couldn't I couldn't imagine that being, like, happening during Twitter era and just being, like... Just, like, getting flamed for right. not being able to score, like, more than 54. But having, like, two future, like, Hall of Famers on your team. I looked at my dad at that point. Huh? I looked at my dad at that point, and I go, did they score 54 for the game? He was like, I think so. And I was like, no. Yeah, that's I, insane. That's that's barely 10 points a quarter. Yeah, I had to look it up, actually, just to make sure, like, that was right. Because, obviously, like, I've had a few pizzas tonight. So, you know, had a few pizzas, and I've just uh, been uh, checking. You know, I just was like, okay, like, let me make sure this is correct, because... I've been kind of doing that a lot. A lot of the series actually have. I've been um, kind of looking up. Oh, like, like Bill Wennington. Like, I don't know too much about Bill, Bill Wennington. Let me look him up. Like, let me look up his stats. Yeah, been, like, let I've me been, look. You know, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what happened after they played with Michael? Like, where did they go? Like, 
they retire, stuff what like that. What are they now? Yeah. That, just... that Rick Carlisle guy who played uh, played against him in the Celtics, where is he now? Yeah, where is he, you know? Like... Oh, my God. He wants his mommy? That that was hilarious. That was so funny, dude. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I can't believe they were just like, I don't know. They did it on man, Rick, so dirty. I mean, it is Boston sports, though, so. I'm assuming that was like a Boston centric uh, commentator, so, um, but I mean it was cool though. Like kind of just like, so like I know a big point of contention amongst like jazz fans is always the uh, the push. Did Michael push to get that last shot off? Um, looking at it now, like because like I've heard about it. Like I don't really, I don't really wicked. Like I don't really like Google or YouTube like old footage too much, but. You know, kind of seeing it like in the in the documentary, I was like, no, like he didn't push. Like it looked like, it looked like guy was already like going forward. Like he was already tripping over. So, like he would have gotten the shot off either way. I think. What do you guys think? Real time, it looks like he pushed off. But when you slow it down and you get the different angles, there is no way. If that guy would have stopped, Michael would have just went around him. And like he said, when he scoped the floor, he could either get a jump shot or he could shoot or get to the rim and when he saw that that guy was already going to try to beat him to shut him off his drive he just stopped and uh pulled up and i mean gave us an iconic shot and one of the most iconic photos ever in nba history that guy was so off balance it was it was hilarious yeah i think in real time it's like okay there's a there's a case for that and i don't know like what the rules were like for like refs like like reviewing calls or anything I'm assuming they really didn't have that at the time. <laughs> so, you know, but I mean, could you imagine like, like obviously like, um, like Michael not pushing off, but them calling it that and be like, okay, like that's an offensive foul. Like, you know, game's over basically. Like I would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> like if I was Michael or, a, right. or a Bulls fan at that time. So yeah, but the refs ain't going to call that. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's a, it's a superstar. So, you know, Superstar calls always exist. They've always existed, so it's better for the league apparently. So, but yeah, man, like I just like it's like I think like and so like so after they win the championship, they start talking about you know Reisendorf is like, hey, like apparently there's footage of like Reisendorf's uh, um, interview, and this my favorite thing about the documentary has been Michael's reactions to like the iPad stuff. Oh my god, the memes! Yeah, they're so, like, literally every episode of the last, like, five have been, there have been memes involved of, like, hey, like... Those memes, those memes are absolutely golden. And it's, like, it's funny, because I don't remember Michael being, like, this, like, um, like not emotional, but, like, um... Not emotional, what's the word? Um, expressive? Anim- yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I was gonna say animated, yeah, expressive, like, it's, like... Just like his, his, like every single time, like something pops up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably gonna be a meme later, like, right, you know, stuff like that. But just like you know, him like, he, like hearing like Reisendorf be like, hey, like, you know, like everybody wanted to go away, basically, like no one wanted to come back, like it would be foolish to like sign Michael and Scotty got their ages and stuff like that, and you know, people didn't want to be part of the rebuild and stuff like that. And then Michael being like, hey, like. We could have won uh, seven. Michael's like, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have signed a one-year contract to come back. Like, 
you know, um, Phil Jackson probably would have signed a one-year contract. Like Steve Kerr, maybe. Like, you know, they're saying Pippen might have, Pippen might have signed a contract, but it would have been take a little more convincing. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. And you got to remember that that was a lockout year that following year. It was, yeah, yeah. So, so they would have got even more rest. So they might have been able to get seven. Yeah, I mean, and I, then I, Phil would have left for LA and won three more in a row. <laughs> yeah, like it just would happen, like the the way it was going to happen. So, you know, like, I think Phil would have still ended up having all those rings at the end anyway. But, uh, I mean, it's interesting because, like, they talk about that, and, like, one of my whole things is I always, like, think of, like, the what-ifs, you know, about stuff, and just, like, you know, would they have faced, like, the Spurs, you know, the up-and-coming Spurs at that point, you know, like, would they have faced off against Timmy? Like, how would how would it have popped, like, you know, you know, schemes for you know michael jordan basically and stuff like that like an aging michael jordan like you know i don't the the west the east still seemed pretty weak at that point anyway so you know kind of seeing like how you know i'm assuming if it's mike if michael comes back if scotty comes back phil comes back um they are able to keep steve kerr like i think they probably would have made a finals again you know I think Indiana would have knocked him out. Oh, you know what? That's actually a pretty good point, actually. Because Indiana made the finals four years later yeah. in 01, right? No, that was the... 2000, I think, was it? No, yeah. Was it 2000? I think it was 2000. Or was it 02? I don't know, but I know Indiana made the finals. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to look it up, actually, real quick. Yeah, that's, that's, live. A, that's a good call. Let me see, because I want to see when they made the finals. Because I don't... I was pretty sure it was pretty early in the 2000s, but I don't know when in 2000s it was. Where is it? Okay, let's see. It was one of those three against the Lakers. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of those three against the Lakers. I'm trying to remember which year it was. Uh, uh, God. I think Larry Bird was still the coach. Maybe. I'm trying to see. My Lord, how come I can't find this? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Larry Bird's the coach, yeah. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they played in 2000. Yep. So, yeah, I think I think that... Uh, they probably would have got the finals earlier that, that year, 1999. Yeah, I think they beat the Bulls. But I don't know, who came out of the East in 99? You want to know who came out of the East? Dude, I know, you know I know this? I know this because they, uh, they, uh, they were an eighth seed, and they took down uh, the the one seed that year, um, in the first division, the first round. Uh, it was the Knicks. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was the Knicks. The Van Knicks. Gundy was the coach. Yep, the Knicks and uh, the Spurs man the finals. What a weird ass series. Looking back at that now, but and the Knicks still couldn't win. No. <laughs> Even with a long yeah, yeah. I mean, Tim Duncan was Tim Duncan though, man, and. David Robertson, well, so David, David Robertson. Robertson. So, yeah, it just makes sense. But Twin Towers, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, overall though, like this series, like it was really cool, kind of seeing like, hey, like the last couple scenes being, hey, like Michael Jordan has like this long ass cigar in his hands, and like gets up and just walks out of the frame. It's like, okay, like this is cool. Like this, we're kind of seeing like, and to me, like Michael is still much a very, a very like enigmatic figure like this like shed a little bit of light on some stuff but i think just as a person like i wish i knew like even more about him at this point now 
after watching this, like... Yeah, I kind of wish he was more like LeBron. Just a little bit more, just a little bit more out there, like a little more spoken out, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I wish like, he was more like LeBron, but I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't blame him. Like, I could, like, could you imagine, like, Michael now, like, even after, like, it's been so many years of him being in the league, just, like, you know, talking about stuff that happened, like, it would be, like, news, like, everywhere, like, it would be news for days, especially now that, you know, there's no NBA at this point, at the current time that we're recording this, and stuff like that, so. I Boy, know. I hope it comes back fast, though. Yeah, I do too, man. I mean, it was, it was great that they decided to go ahead and, like, release these early. Like, I was happy that some convinced, someone convinced ESPN to be like, hey, like, let's just go and air the last dance early, just so we can have something going on that's basketball-related. Um, is it going to be on Netflix? I think it is, yeah. I know, like, internationally it is. Um, I think eventually they will put it on, like, actual Netflix, like, like our Netflix in the U.S. Um, cool. But, uh, yeah, because I, I, I do want to rewatch these. You know, just because... Yeah, I was like live tweeting it, and I'd like to just like not live tweet for a second and just like, hey, like let me just like, enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy it for what it is, you know, something like that. Or, like maybe like show my brother who's not really a big sports fan, but like knows Michael Jordan because of like Space Jam and shit like that, or you know stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I mean, like this was really fun, man. And like I know, I know, like you were saying earlier, um, I think before we started recording that, like ESPN, like when they do like thirty for thirty stuff, like. Their documentaries in general are just really good, like all of mm-hmm. them. Like all of them. Like even when it's stuff that I don't really care about, like I'm like, okay, like I'll watch this because, like, ESPN has done a really good job about like making documentaries and making them like emotional and they they elicit something in me. Like like this one was like okay, like this one for me was like okay, like Michael was doing all these crazy like cool ass shit like. He did all the stuff. He like overcame this, overcame this. Like, literally, could not like bring him down. And I need to like you know make sure I, I add that to my life. Like you know like like I have a test I have to study for. You know, so I gotta make sure like I kill the shit out of like studying for that and then murder the test and stuff like that. So you know. Yeah. No, I feel you. You know, like, but um. I mean, I think that's kind of, like, all I can think about to talk about tonight, man. Like, for guys, like, this has been a... It's been really great to have you guys on. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, seriously, it means a lot to me. <laughs> hey, guys. Not a problem, man. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. You know where to find me. Absolutely, on the internet. So. Yeah, that's where everybody meets nowadays, it seems. Yeah. So what do you guys? So Erica, is she there? I can't hear her. I can't hear her either. Did she disappear? I don't know. Erica, you still there? Hmm. Well, I'll edit that out from probably. But uh, <laughs> you you could leave that in for comic relief. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been a. Uh, this has been really fun to do. Like the, I just, I just, I wanted to put these out because otherwise we would talk about them like after, way after they were already like kind of like out of people's consciousness. And it's been fun oh, to do yeah. these. You know, I've had it's better to get an immediate reaction. Yeah, like I've had you guys on. I've had a uh, she's a maverick and other great podcasts on. Uh, I've had you know one of my co-hosts Tim on these. Like 
it's been fun, man. Like, um, but again, like it just it's cool to kind of see like all the um, like all the reactions to this and kind of like the content that comes out, not just from from us, but like from like other you know outlets too, like talking about Michael Jordan and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I just wish we knew more because every time everything you kind of hear is the same old story. Yeah, I kind of wish it were. You know what I mean? I kind of wish there was like more like hidden footage like from that seat, especially from the last season. Like, hey, like because like you were saying earlier, like I would have loved if it had just been like about that season. You know, like maybe yeah. do an episode or two about like the recaps of like everything up until then. But you know, I wish it had been like I wish you could have saw because they're like, yeah, we have like six hundred hours of footage that we can use and. Never heard any of it. Yeah. Never, no, you saw like maybe like point oh 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 like one percent of that footage in this. So yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, guys, it's been fun. Um, I think Eric had to leave. I think it's so she's not on it's anymore. It's just you and me now, man. Huh? <laughs> it's cool it's though. Me now. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, you be good. You know, I uh, thank you and I thank Erica for coming on. Uh, I will talk to you guys later on the timeline and uh, hope you guys have a good day. You too, man. All right, I'll see you later. All right, see you. Bye. Bye.